We're back. The Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that tight. We're talking emerging media, crypto, e-games, and so much more without the bullshit. And most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle with three brothers, oh, various shades of brown, here. bringing you the latest in tech, business, and culture mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, <laughs> Travel oh, down shit. the road oh. and back again. Let's go. My heart is true. No, nobody's jumping over me. <laughs> I was smoking some back. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's funny. No, 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 no. That's funny. Y'all was gonna come in with some hip hop, didn't y'all? Some hippity hop. Nope. <laughs> I was <straight> dope girls. <laughs> Uh, Welcome back to the Whiskey okay. Hill. We're excited to kick off a new year. Um, we've been at this for a while, over almost 100 episodes and bonus episodes combined. And we're excited to have you listening to us even more. Uh, we're kicking off 2022. And we're going to take some time today to go over some great topics, look at some reflections of 2021 and talk about 2022. But before we do that, as we do with the Whiskey Hill, what's up, fellas? What's going on? New year, new me. Okay. Oh, shit. Here yeah, we go. Uh, you got a me. No, I don't have- you got your boxes and your, your bags, throwing them on the background. <laughs> new year, new me, dude. <laughs> I have nothing. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Um, that's all I got. I'm the crunk. Uh, Omarion got you in the house. Boom, boom, boom. Listen, Omarion has me sitting nice and pretty right in the house every weekend. Okay. Go to supermarket, come home. Go to market, <laughs> go home. Grab some food, come home. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the car worked on, come I almost, home. <laughs> I almost feel like this experience has been worse because, you know, we got teased with a little bit of freedom. Everybody was out there, and then all of a sudden, bam, we back at it. So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's just, you know, Remember, I moved out to the suburbs and I got that Costco membership so I can hang with you guys, right? <laughs> We're comparing prices and coupons now, like ladies. <laughs> so I went in there once. You're going to laugh at this, right? Because of all, all the restrictions, I went at like 930 in the morning. I had a meeting, bounced. I said, I'm going to go get this real quick. Get back by 10, 1030. All right. So I get there and they said, are you over six, six feet? I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, um, and that's an odd question. I'm like, so they, I couldn't hear because she's wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. And, um, and she's like, okay, are you over six feet? I'm like, that's, I'm six, six, one. <laughs> she goes, no, are you over 60? I'm like, oh, I couldn't understand you through the mask. She goes, it's nine to 10 a.m. It's 60, 60 year old. Wow. That's yeah. late for a, that's late for a 60 year old. <laughs> Pretty much. The 60 year olds are up at seven and they're in the supermarket at seven o'clock every day. Oh, uh, maybe it's just an odd question. I'm like, it's kind of weird, right? It's kind of personal. Just, just, <laughs> I'll tell you. Sizing you just, up. Sizing just an you FYI, up. I went to Costco for the first time in about a couple of years last uh, New Year's like Eve. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of food for one person. Like it, you really, it really is built for families. I went to get some, I, I got steak and it was like four steaks. I was like, wow. I was like, whoa. I was like, this. I looked at the ground beef. I was like, who the hell is getting that much ground beef? I was like, you got to have, there's got to be a family of four or five that had that much ground beef. Because it's, Welcome to my know, world. It's got to be four pounds Man, of ground beef. Do I need, do I need 42 toothbrushes? I don't know, but I got a coupon. I'm just sitting there like, wow, look at all, look at all this stuff. That's way too yeah. much. Who needs that much lifting iced tea? That's, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. But they're trying to get into whole offering there. Well, let's, we'll talk about that. They're going to get into some coin offerings and all that kind of stuff too. So 
not coin offering, sorry, their own loyalty and currency programs and all that. So I think that's going to yeah. happen. And the funny thing about Costco, I heard an interesting story about Jeff Bezos uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks we started off. We started. We're bringing that heat. Damn. Yeah. First no, episode, no, no. I, I thought Bezos. I thought this was very. I thought this was very interesting. Uh, probably about ten years ago, he he scheduled a meeting with Costco to see if they can be like a fulfillment center for almost yeah. a partnership to have nice. you know their stuff online and then that they ship it off like the big bulky items that you know picnic tables, lawnmowers, everything else that they sell. And in the meeting, I guess they went down a rabbit hole and ended up asking them about the Costco membership. And they essentially were like, we don't, we pretty much don't make any money off of this, off the groceries or anything else. All our money are, it's made off the membership. Wow. He took that 10 years ago Prime. and was like, you know what? We created Prime. So it was just a fascinating story to think that, you know, a meeting that started off as something turned into Amazon Prime less than like, you know, a decade ago, just pretty much modeling what's after uh, Costco and their membership program. So it just goes to show some of the greatest ideas are stolen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, hey, he had acquired, like, remember diapers.com was owned yep. by Quibi? No, Quizzy, yep. not Quibi. Quizzy, Quizzy. And then diapers.com was their main brand. And they were, they were selling, they did Amazon's model. They sold diapers at a, as a loss leader. You come in, you buy a stroller or whatever on, online. Yep. Then they tried to sell to Amazon. Amazon's like, nope. And then, and then they got, they reached, like they started getting some prime sales and then Amazon, like, oh, we better get these guys. So they gave them 500 mil to make them walk away. <laughs> so, well, well, I'll add a layer onto that because there was a lot of, uh, strong arming that took place specifically with really the deal before they came in to try to do a deal. And I guess they were like, no. So Amazon essentially was like, whatever you're selling diapers at, we're going to sell it for 20 yep. per 20, 20, 25% lower. And the diapers.com people couldn't hold on. So they yeah. essentially had to sell, um, which which end up later became the same people who founded Jet. Mark Glory. Mark Glory. Mark Glory. Yeah. The, and, and that team later became Jet. And then from Jet, they sold it to Walmart. And he was in Walmart for a while to help them build up their uh, e-commerce platform. But it's just fascinating to see how that world works. We're fascinated to see guy, how the other guy was strong arm. Sorry. Let me not say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but hey, diapers.com won at the end, right? Like they were, they wanted to get out at like 200 mil, but they got 582 mil or something like that. And the yeah. younger, the younger brother was Vinny Barrara, who's Preet Barrara's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, and then he's gone on to start off. That's why he, remember, you know, Preet Barrara's into those podcast and like the scary moms podcasting. It's that's the umbrella. That's the name. It's weird, mm-hmm. but he's got a bunch of it. And that's Vinny's thing. He's always wanted to get into media. So they're back in. Wow, wow, wow. Um, they're Jersey cats, man. All right. Start, like you, man. Born and raised. Starting yeah, out I with am. some heat I, there. I, I, all right. You guys are the Jersey. Live, you live in Jersey. Your kids are Jersey, yeah, Jersey people. True. Just want to throw that out there. Your uh, kids are Jersey people. Yeah. So y'all can talk all that's the true. smack you want about Jersey. No one's talking smack, man. I, does he not hear what comes out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris Rock. <laughs> Jackie Chan. I, I, I will say that. I will say Athul moved to Jersey twice, so... He's a little bit more of a vet than me. He really loves this place. Wait, what? He went from one part of Jersey. He really did. Oh, to he another like, part of Jersey. Like, I he love this great state. You know that I love it. I love he's it. Like, I love this great state of New Jersey. I'm going to see all parts. <laughs> I'm like, I see the thin people by New York City. I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. It's different. It's different. I'm in Princeton area now. It's different. You know, we're trying to figure it out. Shoot over to Philly and get a cheesesteak. 
No, that's true. That's, that's all true. I got for you in Philly. Yeah. That's all. I love. I yeah. love my no, Philly's. Philly's dope, man. Philly, Philly. They made the playoffs. They made the they playoffs. Made the playoffs. If, if we break, so we break it down. To well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're kicking <laughs> off kicking off this episode. And of Captain Phillips, before, Phillips is back. It was before, <laughs> and before we dive, before we dive in, we want to talk about what's up near and dear to our hearts. Whiskey. The the whiskey. So oh, today yes. we're gonna be um, we're gonna be treating ourselves. This one is kind of uh, different. Uh, uh, different. <laughs> it's a uh, the Batman to Robin. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean the Robin, the Robin to all Batman of <laughs> whiskeys. Uh, it's a it's called the Digits Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, it's a, it's a partnership collaboration between Scotty Pippen and Dave Funy that uh, you know it talks about like a mature bourbon. So we're gonna be sipping on Digits a little bit today. Um, Everyone who's listened to this podcast before knows why we're drinking awesome Scotty Pippen uh, whiskey. So that's, I'll just now, leave it at that. That sounds that's so strange right there. Let me say, let me say okay, one thing. Okay. Let me say there one thing. Go. All right. No, I'm not going to get into taste. We'll do that later. But, you know, if you drink the Scotty Pippen in, inspired whiskey <laughs> bourbon, right? So you're going to get carried to the playoffs and then you're going to sit out half the time bitching and crying and saying, I'm better than Jordan. 20 years from now, you release a book saying I was better than Jordan. Oh, he had a flu. I had a backache. Bitch, you never showed up, man. <laughs> we, we Chicago Bulls fans, we love what came out of the whole thing, but we couldn't stand Scottie Pippen because he was so much drama. He was kind of like the Kyrie Irving of that time. He was always complaining about something, literally. And you guys don't know that. Yep. So, so, so what we want to do today is we want to, we know we're sipping on digits uh, bourbon that whiskey. Sounds so strange and too. Why you say like sip it on digits? I don't know why. It's a weird <laughs> name. I don't know why they picked that name. He got his hand on the we're hand si- on the bottle. We're kind of sitting at this kind of high endish kind of restaurant. We didn't know it was like a Panera. We thought walked in. It's like a local thing, and it's cool. Um, and it's something that my my, my family that goes to a lot. But like he's like, yeah, you know, who was here last night drinking this digits. Um, and it was like a big dude, a businessman in town. Like that's cool. <laughs> but it, we liked it. It's actually a nice. Kind of reminds me of Koval. Nice and light. A little more syrupy though. Uh, Clyde don't might give it, like it. Don't give it away. Don't give it away ass. too early. Don't give right. it away. Don't give it away too early. So, so what we're going to talk about this today is dive into, you know, we're in the new year. You know, it's a little bit shortly after early in January. And we're going to talk about some of the keys that we leaned on for 2021 to talk about what happened, what's going to happen in 2022 from our perspective. You know, I think in 2021, we had some great conversations. Everything from tech, um, Acquisition of companies, um, investments, crypto, SPACs, you name it, or SPACs like Anthony called it. SPACs. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, appreciate it. Yeah. You heard that so, dear mama track from SPAC? <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to dive into you know some of the key themes that took place in 2021 and preparing us for 2022 of items that we want to look out for. So to kick things off. Because I think this is one of our earlier episodes and one that I thought was very amazing. Go back and listen to wow. uh, the episode where we featured Greg from a, uh, from the uh, from the assets side of the business. We talked about crypto predictions by the end of the Uh-oh. year. Um, it varied. There was a big spread. Anthony was um, right. Crypt- crypt- it out there, closest. I mean, crypto ended the year at about forty five thousand. Around the same space, it started at forty five thousand. Went ran up. Uh, dramatically throughout the year and um, pretty much essentially ended the year flat. So uh, we had predictions. My prediction was off dramatically. I had 25,000. I thought it was going to tank 
Um, at the time, I think it was roughly around 60,000. And, uh, Athul, share what your prediction was. It was probably 100K, I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming because I still think it's going to hit it this year. Boom. <laughs> I think, but I think it's going to, I said it was going to land around 65, probably. probably in the mid, higher than 50, but not as high as 75, I think. I probably said it's going to hit 100 and crash down because you're going to have volatility. Which one is it? Man? Which one is I was 20, it? I was 20, I was 20K <laughs> off. Man, you know, because we said, hey, what's it going to hit and where's it going to be? So I was yeah. off on both, <laughs> you know, like by 20K because it ended at 45. I think I was 20K off that too. Yeah, it was actually, let me get the exact price. It was 47700 Oh, so I was at 60, 60-ish. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you okay. closer? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Where were you at, Clyde? I was at 25. I thought it was going to go down dramatically. So I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was a skeptic. You, know, you still I, think that? You still think it's going to go down? Well, no, I, I, honestly, uh, my perspective has changed a lot over the year. Um, just kind of listening to the data points, thinking about wallets, which makes a big impact. I recently was listening to um, the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci, and he was talking. Uh, he he was talk, uh, you know, besides his story with Trump, he's very uh, great speaker and also very intelligent around the crypto space. Yeah, talking about the number of wallets that are pretty much out in the world today. Um, essentially, uh, if I remember correctly, I think there's like four million wallets out there. Um, which is essentially their early stage. I may be off on that number. I but think it's high. Yeah. It might be high. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's early, but essentially the predictions are that the number of wallets are going to go 10x. And because there's a fixed number of Bitcoin, roughly around 20 million with a certain number of them that we'll never find again, I think it's uh, uh, like 18 million that is pretty much in circulation. The supply and demand will drive the price up over time. Kathy Woods, ARK Investments, has a prediction of 500000 which, you know, a lot of people say that she has the data behind it over the next five to 10 years. Um, others are in line with what the Thule is saying is around 100000 in the next year or two. Um, so, the, you know, the data is there, the, uh, and the data point. So my perspective has changed. And, you know, I threw a couple dollars in there. Ethereum is one where I think that um, is making some, some headways. Everything is on sale right now, as my great friend Athul will say. So oh. now's the time to throw that, throw that, uh, throw those dollars in. Ethereum is 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 off a bit. Bitcoin is off. So now was the time to make some investments. Are you? Should we go down a rabbit hole in this now or later? I'm compared against other cryptos. I go can do rabbit later. hole. Oh, you could do go it ahead. now. Do it now. So let's let's think about this. So okay, so I think the ninety percent of the projects in crypto, I've been going deep on this yes. stuff. Uh, I'm still have more heavily involved in traditional tech. Amazon, Apple, that stuff, more than I have here, um, but I have here significant now. So, like, I'm, what I'm going to say here is, so I think 90% of the projects here in crypto, garbage. All right, most of them are going to go away. It is you hear you keep hearing like, okay, around year 2000, whatever, yeah, 2000, like the bubble, right, that you had back then. But then, all after the crash, Amazon emerged, right? All these players that crash kind of then they still emerged. They raised capital right after that too. Amazon, so you're still going to have some solid cash. So who out there? All right, you know we should. We, we got to put a disclaimer, man. Uh, <laughs> this is not financial advice, right? Um, what, what should we say? What, what, what are the, what's, what's the proper term? Okay, hey, this is not financial advice. Please speak to a financial advisor. What, what else they say? Um, and do your own research. Yeah, um, own this, research. Is this is for entertainment, entertainment purposes. For, <laughs> He's right now. Said, this is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult <laughs> your financial damn. advisor and complete Thank your you. own research and due diligence before making any kind of investments. 
And since we're multinational, you know what? For English, press one. In Espanol, numero dos. <laughs> Come on, papi. All right, let's get back to crypto. <laughs> okay, so I thought, and I still think it's going to get there because there's a ton of institutional money. Because of people like Mooch, I love Mooch. I think he's a stud, but I wouldn't give money to his hedge fund because why give him money? Why have someone and take two and 20? I think he's taking a little less clip, but why give money to someone when you can do it yourself? Um, and, but, you know, you have a lot of that kind of money and everyone that's wealthy wants exposure to this space. So they're telling the wealth manager, Hey man, I got Apple and I got Amazon. Maybe I'll put some in this too. So they're, they're just hearing the headlines, seeing the headlines they want to get in. So I think Bitcoin is truly decentralized for the most part. Ethereum, when it first launched, a hundred percent of it was accessible. You could buy a hundred percent of the coins ever offered. Now 80% of Ethereum is owned by the public. Public sale, mm-hmm. right? So there's 20% that's by insiders, but they bought it on the market. That was launched 2016 before VC ever cared about the crypto world, right? Now what's happened? The reason I say, so you keep hearing about things like Solana, and I was trying to get onto some Solana, and I couldn't. I think you'll still be, you could get in now, you could probably make millions in Solana. I think there'll be, let's say for every 10 people that make a couple million in Solana, there'll be a thousand that lose their shirt. So I'm just saying be safe. And, and this is, you know, do your own research. But the reason I'm saying this, right? Um, I believe more crap will hit the market and it's easier for us to discern the winners now. I think Bitcoin, Ethereum will yeah. last. And I, I'm big on Ethereum. Um, anyone could have participated in that initial token sale on Ethereum. Solana, only you know, 48% of all the pre-token sale, like the pre-token sale was owned by insiders. And who? People like David Sachs and Andreessen Horowitz. And I'm going to get into some Andreessen Horowitz stuff later. I love them. But man, if this is supposed to truly be decentralized, it's kind of centralized because you got a few big VC cats running the show. You got OpenSea. You got a bunch of the cats. Avalanche, 42% owned by insiders. You know, Blockstack, 41%. It's all kind of rigged. So it was a stock market. So be careful, right? So some folks can make millions, like I said, as a non-insider, but not denying that for anyone, you know, and I know people who have. Trust me, and, and we all do. But some cats are going to get, and majority of cats will get caught holding the bag when these guys decide to liquidate because they basically are selling it off to retail Joe, or we like to call him retail Ricky, Ricky Retail, <laughs> <laughs> right, on this on this pod. So, you know, some cats, just be careful of all that. No, I think I, I think that's a, a valid point. And, you know, one of the things that kind of drives that space is how you can use the crypto for everyday items. One of the things that popped up in 2021 is going to pay to be at a, at a rapid pace is uh, NFTs. Oh. We talked about we talked about NFTs earlier in the year. NFTs stands for non fungible tokens. Fungible. Essentially taking a yep taking a digital asset that's unique to you uh, on the blockchain, and you pretty much have ownership of it. Um, early in the days, there were pretty much digital artwork. That was put in place. There were um, people which sold in a, a piece for sixty nine million dollars at Sotheby's. But over the last couple of crazy, months, by the way. This is put out. Yeah, that de- de- was crazy. He was. He said yeah. it was crazy. Didn't he? he yeah, that's yeah. yeah, no. You know about it. You know about money though. You know about The South Asian dude. <laughs> <laughs> but but he probably got Ethereum for like cents on the dollar and then it's worth like this. He's probably got a couple hundred million Ethereum, right? So he's like, I'll throw 70 at this just to make a splash. Exactly. But that's that's what they do, right? Okay, sorry, Clyde. No, no, it's, it's a good point. So yeah, so so people and those guys, but then what's evolved, at least what I've started to notice recently, are all those different types of NFTs where people are having like membership clubs. 
So one that stands out is CryptoPunk. CryptoPunk uh, by Larva Labs is a... Um, in, <laughs> Straight from Wikipedia, man. He's like, "Hey, man, let me scroll down a bit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get it caught up. You, you, you gonna keep me honest over? You want me to run? You want me to run? No, right, Lava Labs. Go but no, I just talk about like, you know, something super valuable. Um, all the celebs are owning them. If you look at everyone from uh, AG's boy OBJ to Jay Z to DJ Khaled, they all have CryptoPunk uh, NFTs, and I think there is only a limited supply. And the most valuable one today is a one uh, CryptoPunk 9,998 for $11 million. Uh, which so, and there, and it, people are buying it with the crypto and everything else. So, you know, run with it from there. But that's just kind of one of the things that spawned from the crypto to uh, the NFTs and the change in the space. And there's, there's other things outside of CryptoPunk, but, you know, that's one that kind of caught my eye. But drawing everything that you just said and then what we said up top, right? So they were the initial cats and they were given truly decentralized you could have bought 100 percent of them for they're given away actually crypto punks they were kind of the if you think about before them it was like crypto kitties and then they kind of made it more that's for like cat lovers you know our grandmas and stuff but then and then and then creepy people you never want to date (laughs) maybe you do i don't know (laughs) well you got 32 cats (laughs) no but like um then crypto punks came if you look at crypto punks i think if you timestamp it it can be like caveman art in a in a good way. I'm saying I'm not trying to knock it. I'm saying like 20, 30 years from now, as this stuff has evolved, you look at because everything moves so fast into the digital space. It'll be like the initial art that came in this space, in the NFT space. So CryptoPunks is one. I think Gary V got on some of it. Right. And I think one of them will. And I said this on some pod, maybe this one or another one, that the, the highest priced NFT will f- soon surpass the highest priced watch. And people collect watches, right? The Philippe, that Philippe, mm-hmm. uh, Philippe, uh, it's Protect like, Philippe. It was like 12. Yes. Thank you. That's the, and I mentioned this on some pod, I remember, and it was like, f- like under 15 mil. So we're already at 11 mil here, right? So, yeah, um, protect, you're going to get, Philippe, so, so after Crypto Punks then came, and, and then Gary V, you know, if you got, if you got brand and a hype, which he does, and he's really good about talking to this about this stuff, um, he, he, he launched his own, the V, whatever they're called, V crypto, whatever they are. And they're, they're like, my, my kids are really good artists and they, they can do better. Right. But it's Gary <laughs> V. He's got a brand. He's got a really good brand. Right. Um, and then you've got like the board ape yacht club and now they're doing partnerships. They're doing yep. drops. Like I think Adidas has something The Nike went out and actually bought some and actually is doing a, a cool drop. So there's some cool shit that's going to come down the way. So I looked into this, um, when I was doing that whole FinTech black thing, some lady who came, her parents owned art, an art gallery. And now she's deep in this space. And she saw, so I was asking her, how much does it cost to do like a 10,000 figure drop? Cause you know, most of them, that's a magic number. You drop 10,000 of, you basically take board ape, yeah, it's an ape, the board face and you accessorize them and you got 10,000 different pictures, right? You drop them. And then the brand, the community builds it up. She goes, it costs you 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to pay someone. I'm like, that's it. Let's go. Right. So like, that's pretty cheap. If you think about it compared to what you're doing in the VC world, most of them are going to be crap. But if you can get some sophisticated, like you got the lazy llama club, like that's some other stuff that's out there. Look all these things up because they're out there. You might lose your shirt in like 98% of them. So just be careful, right? Uh, and But then it's it's fascinating. And if you can participate and maybe draw and get in there, do something. You got Where's Waldo over here with his notepad. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some exciting stuff in the NFT space. But like, look at the, you know, Clyde hit this early. Like it, there's protocols and uses. Like Ethereum is the one that's a protocol and a currency. And now that they're doing the fork, it was supposed to happen in October. They're actually making it the proof of, uh, damn, 
It's not proof of work. It's proof of, damn it, it starts with an S. My bad. It'll come to me. But basically, it's basically proof of stake. That's it. Yeah, proof of stake, so, yeah. Yeah, proof of stake. So proof of work was basically, okay, you had to, I'm sorry, it's reverse. Proof of stake was like, hey, well, everything I did to mine it, it's all digitally stamps on the blockchain. Proof of work is basically, oh, the last initial thing, which makes it a little less secure because you're not going through the entire history, but that's what it's going to make it faster, Ethereum. Because every time you do a transaction in Ethereum, because you have to get the whole proof of work to, to and kind of just categorize it and see how, see if it's legitimized, um, that's how it's safe. Solana, the reason it's like 15, 20x as fast, actually 100x as fast as Ethereum because they don't do that last, the previous stuff. They just do the proof of work. They show me that you did the work, just the summary, and it's faster. But the Solana, as you can see, 50% is owned by insiders. I think Ethereum's a stud for, for years to come. Yeah, no, and then that proof of stake, one of the things that stood out to me on that is that um, a lot of people have, you know, I guess, negative comments around it because it's concentrated smaller group of people who are pretty much validating everything. So I just keep a, an eye out on that. So I, you should go check out. So, you know, I know Anthony's come on to Twitter. That, oh, Twitter was always my thing. I, I love yeah. it. And it was, I was really engaged on it. So the funny thing is if you want to just go back a couple of weeks back, Jack Dorsey founder, uh, and now he stepped down, he was going back and forth with Ben Horowitz from Andreessen Horowitz. Basically he was saying, VCs, OpenSea, a select group of VCs are really controlling this whole premise of Bitcoin. He's a big Bitcoin guy, Jack Dorsey. He's like, it should be decentralized. But if you've got a few cats funding everything, it's centralized on certain platforms. And they were going nuts. It was kind of like you got the most brilliant people of our generation, even older, and and they're going back and forth like five-year-olds after all because they unblocked each other. They blocked each other, then unblocked. And it's, it's on a, Twitter. It's, a, it's it the beautiful. best thing in the world to see arguments on Twitter. Right. I, I think I think, you know, whatever you want to say about Twitter as a whole, that has to be the best platform to see people argue on because it's 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 quite <laughs> ridiculous because you're stuck to a limited number of characters. So you got to be real succinct in, in, in arguing. But the worst part about it, I'm going off 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 on a tangent. It's affecting kids as a whole, right, because they argue on it and they can't write a paper. Right. So they, <laughs> because all they know is the amount of characters that they can write, right? And, and, and on, you know, post on Twitter and Instagram or Snapchat. They don't know anything about really, oh, a peer is supposed to go after you've completed your thought. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you hand in your world history report with emojis on it. Yeah, that's wrong, kid. I mean, sad. I was, he was sad. He was sad. Oh. But Twitter, Twitter's fire, man. There's some great people. Anthony hit this up a couple of weeks back. So, like, you can. I've been on this for a long, I don't really care to get on Instagram and Facebook. Like I've gone on Facebook three times every, every two years. I don't care what you're eating for lunch. <laughs> right? Instagram <laughs> is cool. I'm, I'm trying to post some financials, but Twitter, like you can, you can get channels and they yeah. get you for you stuff. So I got a lot of sports stuff and then I got finance stuff and just people, and it's, it's feel, cool. You can get what I you want to see. I feel like people, see. especially on the business side, you can reach out to somebody on Twitter on the okay. business side and a lot of people, a lot of people will actually respond. Um, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I've started looking at Twitter a lot more because in the past month or so, because something near and dear to my heart was uh, was shaken from a sports side. You know, uh, I know you guys don't watch Formula One, but my guy, Lewis Hamilton, lost his the race. His oh, I don't know if you guys heard, heard that. It was it was drama and painful. It hurt. Like we, it was my friends. We were watching it. It was just like our heart sunk. You ever had that sporting moment? Everybody's had that sporting <laughs> moment where you're just like, what? You gonna ask a Lions and a Bears okay. fan? Yeah, about that every, moment. Man, you better every, sit down, all right? Every no, no, Sunday, no, no, even no, 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 no. You, no, this is not that same sport. I'm talking about sporting moment when you're about to win a championship. Okay. <laughs> that moment where you're like, "Holy!" Sh-, they just stole it from him, and it, it and so Twitter 
that's been keeping me alive with all the the, the messages on the formal one side for the past month. Because um, I, I, I'm literally because of the way they did Lewis Hamilton in the race and they stole that championship from him in the last lap. I, I'm I it put such a bad taste in this in my mouth for that sport. Mm. It, it's just like, whew. Anyway. Weren't you going to? Well, oh, that was a, that's the whole to goal to go right? to Miami at the beginning of May, and you know, realize the whole world is convening on Miami. I was I was looking at a I was looking at a mansion to rent with a, you know get a couple, oh, get a couple nice. guys Do get it. a couple guys get a couple guys. Life's no, good. Not that good. Okay, <laughs> you know if you get like eight people to rent a mansion. You know, you could you know could distribute it and do a party. Forty thousand dollars each. Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> the, you know? the only mansion available was like a mansion on the water. Was- Anthony Gallegos, the crypto owner of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know. <laughs> uh, I, He's like, it's just it's just ten Ethereum well, coins. Yeah, that's all. Are you guys in? Can can we can we? Are you guys in at all uh, on a crypto? Uh, I'm. No, at a small level. You can take the fifth. You can take the fifth. I'd say I'm on small. Clyde, please don't do it on Robinhood. Please don't do it. No, no, no. Okay, thank you, man. I got my own wallet. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of, which kind of leads me to my next piece of the conversation. As we, you know, we crypto, Bitcoin, NFT. We're off to now. Metaverse. Metaverse. 2021. It exploded. Uh, It's something that we talked, we touched on earlier. In 2021 as well, but now it's just taking a life of its own. Everyone from Nike to Tommy Hilfiger to Microsoft, Apple, you name it, they're playing in the metaverse in different ways. Ready Player One, man. And this is that movie. Ready Player One. Movie right there. But then I, and you know, one of the predictions that's, you know, out there is that the metaverse economy is going to be as much, if not more, than the real economy in the real world. So, I mean, that's just eye-opening to think about dollars being spent in a digital economy. I already see it today because I have a seven-year-old and he discovered Roblox. And, you know, one of his gifts that he wanted for Christmas and other his birthday was Robux. It's literally digital currency. They Never trade ends, it. man. Never ends. And you lose, I think the, the VIG is like 20% difference. You get like $25, you get... You know, you get twenty dollars worth of value. Yeah. So, and then you spend it on digital stuff like you know, an outfit or a hat. And you see different companies like Nike; they're in there now, where you can buy Nikes or Tommy Tommy Hilfiger. You could buy you know outfits and those type of things. So, the metaverse is coming. It's something that we saw in twenty twenty one, and it's it's just on a rapid I, pace. I, it's going to be hard for me to get on that boat for me now. Down the line, little me. Yeah, different. I guess it's a different world, right? I get, I get the whole idea that you know it's all about it's all about what you grow up in and and, and environment you're in that you get into it. But if if the price is going to be higher on in the metaverse, like if my Jordans are no longer one hundred and sixty dollars and they're a hundred dollars in real life, I'll take that trade off. I, th- I think there'll be a range. I think there'll be a range that you can play with. So I think so. Here, metaverse is not going to be. It's not going to be here entirely this no. year, next two years, three years, right? What we're doing is we're just recreating Web 2.0. So we're really 2.4, 2.5. We're not really doing Web 3 yet. Web 3 is going to be complete. You just get out of bed and boom, you're in it and nothing is centralized. And then just think there's pros and cons to all that. So we got to think about it. I've done this on a couple of, did I do it on this pod? Maybe it was another pod. Um, I went deep on this metaverse. I nerded out. They're like, man, you better slow down. <laughs> but so there's a lot. There's a lot of opportunity in the space, but and I'll slow myself down. It's not all happening this month, next month, right? Because we're trying to recreate the Nike store in the metaverse. That's not what metaverse is supposed to be. 
right? But it's cool. It can it can complement what's happening in the real world. So once we get to it, and it's going to be like a good while away. You know, I know Facebook's going to throw some cash behind it. Facebook is not great at innovating anymore, but they're amazing at strategic acquisitions. They are well, great. So yeah. it, it, they are the, great. The development of the metaverse is all going to be de- it's going to be dependent on independent or the new companies creating something in that space. It's not going to be dependent on established existing coming in there and doing what they've already done in this world. It's going to be someone else, you know, coming up with cool cool ideas of how to really integrate what's already going on on a video game side or some new ideas all together, bringing it all together. So to your point, yeah, it, we got, we got a couple of years before we get to some crazy walk out of bed and we're already there and no, have to go to work. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah and i've said this before like glossy like it's the brand for the millennials right mm-hmm. that was all for them they're going to be old for the gen gen z i guess it is gen, i mean you're going to want something crypto native created on axie infinity or whatever it is uh i picked up some of that too you should look into that <laughs> um, it's it's up quite a bit it's quite a bit but like it's it's truly paying out to people who are you know don't have in philippines it's created in the philippines right and you're gonna have a ton of games like that. there's a ton of decentral lands out there doing that that's digital real estate you can get into there's gonna be a lot of opportunity it's gonna be so scattered and fragmented that see from an investor standpoint you want fragmentation because there's there's crazy margins yep. once you regulate and get it compressed and organized margins compressed and then you jump somewhere else right or you can play in that same lane uh, and just expect lower returns but right now for people who understand it there's some crazy margins, and but a lot of it you're going to lose money on too. That's the risk with it because well, a lot it's going to fall off. And one thing that I do want to make sure that we don't gloss over, and you started to go to it. You talked about Web, point, web 1.0, Web 2.0, and even leaned into Web 3.0, which for our listeners, I want to make sure that they have a good understanding of that. Uh, web 1.0, pretty much the initial page of the web. You go to a website, et cetera. Uh, information. Doing, yeah, information. I'm doing a quick version. Web 2.0, Essentially similar model, but with social media and correct me if I'm wrong and e-commerce too. Yep. You got it. And e-commerce. And then web 3.0 is the digitization of content, money, places uh, where you can essentially have a digital asset and online identities as web 3.0. Like you are a brand and an asset. Every single person you got by that time it's fully fledged, 8 billion of us out there selling Anthony. A lot of people don't know is great at knitting sweaters and he's amazing right so he's gonna, he's gonna sell I will, sweaters i will i will knit i will knit your initials in a in a metaverse okay okay so you're gonna put your, no, put but your sweaters happen, so and, and blankets all over the place anthony's knitted sweaters and, you know, and, and cloud was hitting this too like so you don't want and so lvmh all these big cats are gonna get in valencia they're gonna try to get their space in the in the metaverse the young cats don't want to see that they want new brands doing their new. They want the new Valenciaga, like for the for the future, right? And, that, and that's going to keep happening. So it's going to be exciting. What happens? A lot of weird, weird stuff. But we'll see when it. It's definitely going to start. I think and it's going to go weird it, first, and that and that's good. You need to go weird first. You need to go far to the left, and then ring it in. and right. All right. So think of the cons. Think of the cons of everything, right? When it's decentralized, no government structure, you're going to have some weird people congregating. Cause it's all built around community. So you got sick, you got scared of like what was happening in Charlottesville or whatever, or across the globe. You're going to get weird people forming communities, conversing with each other, unregulated, unknown. And then you're going to see it only when shit rises to the surface. So there's pros and cons to all of this, right? I don't know if I want that entirely, but we're headed that way. Well, 
Well, that's that and, regulation and, is a whole nother discussion that we had with uh, what we had with uh, back last year with Nora, Nora Ali, who's now the host of uh, Business Casual. Who conned me? We were supposed to do a pod together, man. She's dumb. She, 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 she was like, <laughs> she's busy she doing like, something. Getting paid a lot more than I would do with you. She's like, man, this other dude is well known. You, know, right? you should go. <laughs> you go get your shit at Trader Joe's, right? <laughs> but, but one thing I do want to touch on before we hop off this subject, and one that I think is near and dear to all our hearts, Snoop Dogg is in the metaverse. Snoop. Yes, and one of the things that it just I thought was genius and crazy. He has his own kind of Snoop verse and somebody paid almost a half a million dollars to buy a plot of digital land next to Snoop Dogg in real dollars in the Snoop verse. So that just kind of gives you perspective around that Web 3.0 and, you know, some of the things that are going on in the world. And 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 what you really need to highlight and focus on, let's highlight that part of the sentence where it says he paid real dollars. Let's focus on the fact that people have money to waste to do dumb shit like this. So, <laughs> but but it, it don't, I, I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like you you, you spend real no, dollars to do absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so a couple of other things, and, and we want to drag this on, but I drag think it. 2021 was 2021 was filled with so many nuggets. Digital is taking over. Uh, I think there's a lot of investments that are taking place. One thing that, you know, I'm excited about, and I don't have the, the true numbers, but um, minority investments and investments in minorities have started to increase. I know, you know, early on 2020, 2021, that number was a fraction of, of the of the universe. So I'm excited to see what that number looks like in 20, late 2021 and, and in 22 where, you know, minorities and women were, you know, less than 5% of the population, probably even lower than that, uh, of money going to those, those, uh, uh, type of, type of, uh, venture back organizations. And one of the things that came out of 2021, uh, good or bad is, you know, the tragic murder of George Floyd and all these companies responding and saying, you know, we got to do better. Let's make some kind of grand gesture. And then actually some of these companies, are taking those grand gestures and making them come into life. So that was one of the things that I saw in, you know, 2020 that carried over to 2021 and hopefully it continue to carry over. Um, so that's, that, that's just something I wanted to highlight. Nice. 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 Yeah. And then, uh, you know, as we get ready to close this one out, talk about, you know, real quick takes guys, 2022, you know, we talked about the metaverse, talked about Bitcoin, NFTs, uh, investments, what what else in 2022 should our listeners be thinking about um, researching? What should they be doing out there in the world for in preparation to be have a greater 2022? Well, all right. Is this is this uh, this is just our predictions or shit we should know? Should know. no predictions. Uh, this prediction. Well, right? no, I'm, I'm gonna tie it into the shit you should know too, but I'll just separate. I think I, I think the. What I'm going to really talk a lot more about this year is the healthcare tech space. And I think there's, mm-hmm. a, there's, there's continuously a uh, large growth that's really happening. Of course, there's more, a lot if you want to put wellness under healthcare tech. 
But wellness is really mm-hmm. growing. It's continuously growing. And I think you're going to hear a huge, uh, another market cap on the industry for wellness, but at the same time for healthcare tech and more particular, in particular around black healthcare tech companies that are really focused on black health. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be something that we're going to see a lot of more companies launching this year that were launched and they were launched last year, but also receiving a lot of funding, which is going to be nice. a huge uptick in a market, uh, something to be paying attention, paying, paying attention to. The other thing I would like to know, one one thing um, look out for is the return to office work. Um, mm-hmm. The ebb and flows that we've experienced in 2021 have been quite entertaining. But what's what, what's really going down is major corporations now are have their demarcation line, their Mason Dixon line, where they're just like mm-hmm. that nice. that's hitting nice that, that's that's hitting in January sometimes or over the summer where they'll start firing employees who have not been vaccinated. And it's also going to the Supreme Court, right? The Biden, Jamie, yeah, Diamond. Right? Jamie Diamond, Google too, right? They're both, they all have their, 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 their lines in the sand right now that my wife's hospital yeah. did it and they got union cats. Yeah, so out. it's, it's really going to, it's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out to see, especially in the New York area where you got the new mayor saying, we, uh, we, that's a whole episode. Well, he's like, we, yeah, absolutely. We, we, <laughs> we need people back in the offices. We need the finance companies back in the office. We need the law firms back in their office because that trickle down effect to businesses is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It talks about the great divide yeah, so, for skilled workers and people who are, you know, I don't want to do like Eric Adams and say no skilled workers, yeah, well, but you know, people are white collar, white collar and blue collar workers who are dependent. So I think, you know, the white collar workers, we can sit behind the computer and pretty much work for anywhere. But if you own the dry cleaners or if you work in a, um, a restaurant, you can't, you can't be on zoom and serve, serve. Let me tell you something. I put my, I put some shirts in a dry cleaner in May of last year. They're still, they are still there. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's a great. Thing. Exactly. That's your thing. They're They're probably probably <laughs> you might see a dude wearing that stuff. Uh, <laughs> hey, nice shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, man? Um, you brought up a great point. Like it's the shift in power. For, so for about a year and a half, two year blip, it shifted from em- the power paradigm shifted from employers to employees. Like I'm not coming back. Right. And, and they kept having to delay it now with all the vaccines. But I think that shift is going to go back. I don't think most companies will find some sort of hybrid. Maybe you can't. Uh, but I think some will where they can and find because that's a way to read. It'll be a nice way to entice people to come and sign on. But here's the thing. I think it will start shifting back to the employers again. Uh, and they can entice you by saying, hey, when you come in, if you got propinquity, you, you, you're with me, you're going to lunch, you're going to drinks. You'll get that raise. You'll get that promotion. You'll, that's, you build that relationship. In my industry, it's all about relationships. We don't really know shit in our space. We throw money at the wall, hope it comes back. And then we, we do a little research and then we're like, Hey, it's relationships. We think we can make something work together. Right. Um, no, no, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. We know some stuff, but you know, I'll throw my like, cat on. Uh, yeah, I want to keep my relationship. Wait, wait, does this thing so bad about myself? Hold up, hold up. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's relationship driven, right? Uh, there's, there's a lot of Airbnbs out there that probably hit the fan, but like this one clicked and it got, got ahead somehow. Um, yeah. Rightly, rightly so. So I think it's going to shift back to employers a bit more this year. Mm. I, well, I, I challenge you. hybrid, baby. You tell me to come in office. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with hybrid. I'm cool with hybrid. Two days. I like yeah, max yeah. I think. I think th- yeah, I think the the world is changing. Uh, if you look at all the research, offices are scaling back their space by like forty percent on average across the country, which is scary for these landowners, right? These landowners, landowners, these commercial units, 
which I think they'll 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 be creative and come up with ways to you know make up that revenue. Urban but, housing, baby. Yeah, that not only that, but you know we have to adjust the spacing of offices. I remember, you know, you'd be on top of each other, literally in the office with five people sitting in a row that's supposed to fit like three. So yeah. you know the spacing out, and they'll make adjustments. But um, I was recently on the tour to buy new office space for uh, our office because our lease is ending, and. Originally, I thought, oh, we'll be able to go in and, you know, get the best rates. And there are specific types of offices that are on fire right now. If you're renovated, if you have outdoor space, if you have, you know, all those things that you want to have in this new type of environment, there's a line of people waiting out the door for these new adjustments. Mm-hmm. So between that and then also people who are taking their uh, their futures in their own hands by their great resignation. Yeah. Uh, which has been huge because people are saying, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I've been on Zoom. I, I, I've been on Zoom working 15 hour days because I'm at home learning commuting. Let me take my own future into hand. And you're seeing a lot of people who are investing into themselves, whether it's starting their own companies or they're figuring out ways and getting positions or companies that, you know, make them feel a little bit better about themselves. So that's something that I, I just keep an eye on, especially in 2022 as the workforce, um, as it shrinks, like the unemployment rate is, I think under like under five percent in the four low four percent. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's huge to think about, especially since people are you know they can't find enough workers to work on the docks, supply chain issues, shortages across the board, and the unemployment rate is at all time low. So at the end of the day, you think about like, can you pay people more? Is that the solution? Historically, yes, but now I don't think that's the answer. I think so. And I think to further that point, people are upskilling, right? They're, they're learning new skills or getting other skills. I think tech certifications mm-hmm. are going to be huge. And that wow. could be fitting for a blue to white collar across that spectrum, uh, depending on how far you want to take it, right? So I think a ton of companies will require tech, certif- tech certifications only to get hired. Don't need a bachelor's, you know, and you might need like Google's doing this, right? Google has something mm-hmm. going on like that. Um, and I think, you know, with that, tons of companies will also start offering these certifications. So you're going to want to get low, you know, there's low to high quality educators. So you want to figure that out, but I think that's going to be a big space. So if you're in that space, launch something there, all right, you don't even have to know tech, just know somebody that knows tech and hire them and then build a curriculum. Absolutely. There's a spot. Yeah. Yeah, Google, like you say, Google is taking the lead on that. And what you'll find is that the cost of education is driving that demand, especially at a, uh, Ponzi under, scheme. Uh, under, undergrad graduate level. Definitely. I would, I would agree with that Ponzi scheme where you're paying $40,000 to get a $20,000 a year job. I just, <laughs> I just want to point out something from a, from, from an educational side, like where for, you know, me, I'm a college football fan in a Louisiana state university, LSU hired Brian Kelly from Notre Dame pay, paying him 9.7 million a year. Jeez. Dang. And the governor of the state of Louisiana makes $185,000 a year. <laughs> I'm just throwing that. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just leave that one right there. I mean, <laughs> damn. Damn, man. I'm so confused on that one. I'm so confused. Just, that's, that's, the status, that's the stat of the day. That's, that's why I don't go to politics. And because I got pictures from college <laughs> out there floating. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of people that you know, like, man, you'd really be good at politics. You're like, I probably yeah, would be. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> but the thing is, in, in politics is you don't make your money while you're in office. You do yeah. like the Obamas and you make your money afterwards. Shout out to Chi-Town. 
you know, they they work for what? What, what does the president make? Four hundred thousand a year. Um, and, and as soon as he got out, he signed a deal with Netflix for four hundred million. Signed a deal with is it four hundred mil? I think it was around four hundred forty million. Four hundred, damn. I think I mean, it was still damn it, but damn, Two, damn. one million, whatever. <laughs> so I still make more. Money. They got they got cash advances on like heavy. They they work that system because the Obamas particularly they got it good because they worked there. They got their cash advance much more than most people do, and it goes against your future sales. I was like, damn, they they work this good. They got a good agent. <laughs> and Clinton, they all made a bunch of money. The you know um, tr- your boy Trump <laughs> never really had this kind of money with that spack. He's got some money now. Yeah, so yeah, he's got a new, new yeah, social media, new social media site, <laughs> whatever it's we're called. Not, we're not going to promote that. We're not going to promote yeah, that yeah, here. <laughs> but there's there's a lot. You know, the the markets are like, you know, interesting. You got already inflation of like five to seven percent, right? Um, at least three to four interest rate hikes this year. Um, we're going to bring some of these wonky companies. I know Clyde's a big fan. Um, Robinhood, whatever. So there's going to be some great M and A activity. Right. Opportunity like crazy. So some cats lost their shirt. A lot of cats made did well last year. So you're getting a lot of stuff getting that acquired. Right. Um, Robin Hood, I think it's down like, you know, it's down like 30 percent. Right. Guess what that means? You know, Peloton from 11 bill. It Once it comes, I think it could go down to like five, six bill in this current market because people are still out there. Right. You got Omicron floating around. People, are, I think, what was that? That What's that gym? Well, that's like, um, Planet Fitness. They're like our our memberships is almost up to pre pandemic levels. So they're a target for an acquisition, I think. And I've said this before, and I'm, I know everyone's saying it now too. So Nike, Apple, even Google, because Google got in the healthcare game with the Fitbit the acquisition. Um, I think there's going to be some cool stuff happening. I think it makes perfect sense for like a Nike or an Apple. Apple usually doesn't go out and do crazy acquisitions like that, 11, 13 billion, but they might have like four or five, six. And Peloton, they haven't pivoted their, their, their model much, right? And they're hurting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good call a by you. That, just, that was and, one of your calls, Clyde. And, I want to. We gotta we gotta shout each other out, man. You gotta because you're you remember you told me you uh you were sleeping at you were there. sleeping in the living room for a couple of weeks after you made that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> made that yeah. call. My wife was like, she, I was like, we gotta sell, we gotta sell, we gotta sell. And they kept we saw like uh, I think it was like one twenty five, okay, and it went, it went up to like one sixty. And oh man, talk about getting heat! Yeah, a, and then now you look at now you look at it's back in the thirty. And then, so, and then, and then, and then you know, is it at thirty? It went 30? down again because of yeah. that. What's that? Uh, what's that? Damn. Sex in the City reboot on HBO Max, and the guy, oh, <laughs> big character, Mr. Biggs, yeah. yeah. dies off. Yeah. The, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch this man just for that. I, <laughs> it made Peloton good. come out with their own commercial with him in it. Like I was, I'm still healthy. I'm still alive. <laughs> that's pretty dope. I heard. So I saw that, it on that's Twitter. That's part of my shit, you oh, know. But we'll go that later. But. But yeah, but Peloton, yeah. it was at a uh, it reached a high of one sixty two, and today it's at thirty four forty nine, so almost thirty five dollars. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You're never gonna hit. No one's ever gonna hit the highs or ever the lowest. You're never gonna make. You know. Yeah. You're never gonna sell out at the highest. You, just, you get what you get. You get. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and just get back in. Right. Um, you gotta uh, have your cool. numbers. But uh, you know, you talked about uh, Robin Hood. That's down seventy percent. I know you you shorted it a little bit, but yeah, from its all time highs down seventy. <laughs> yeah. From, uh, oh yeah, you get that to them too. You sure is it? All right, <laughs> but no. So a lot of those uh, uh, COVID stocks, they they just went to shit. So you know, I think we got a lot there. We got a lot of gems. I'm excited for this new uh, 2022. Bring more fresh content to all of our listeners of the Whiskey Hue. We got a lot going on, and uh, 
Let me, let me give one, Clyde. Let me give one first. Okay. I've said it 40 times on this pod, and I said it on a couple other pods. I think Disney acquires AMC. And I've said this a billion times, and you, I, know, I, know, I know you guys. I think they take it through bankruptcy. They acquire it. Let it come down a bit. Close down. You know, then they'll, they'll be good. They'll make solvent. And then they close down 30% of those locations. Not everybody can. My same reason. I just wrote a paper on it, too. Not everyone can get to Disney World, Disneyland 12 times a year. They can go see a movie. So you upcharge and that you give them a premium experience. You got Spider-Man that just came out. Dope. So you're saying now, AMC, we'll talk about that AMC if you want to. You, you create an experience. AMC properties jump into the Hulu brand on the streaming side. Hmm. Yeah, could no. be. Somebody's no, going to acquire that's what, that's, that's Somebody, what FX, they, they, when they took the, F, the, uh, the FX. Pro- yeah. 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 Netflix, Amazon, somebody should acquire AMC because they're a nice asset that, you know, and some of the, like we got reclining chairs. It's, it's cool. It's, it's good. Oh, figure that oh, out. Oh, you're right? saying AMC's theaters. I'm thinking, yeah. uh, oh, a, the, oh, you're the thinking the, networks. A, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the network. I'm talking, no. I'm talking, um, the theaters, oh, okay. like you think you, you can't, whatever it costs, like 50 bucks to take a family of four, probably like 60, 70 bucks now. Right. I think we just did it. Um, you go and upcharge that you get a hundred dollars. You get a 30% on that. Right. Uh, and you, but you create more of an experience. You got the Spider-Man movie coming out. Boom. Let's make it, let's trick it out and make the theaters like that. You don't need a hundred percent of the locations. You get it down to 60, 70% of existing locations, trick them out for each premiere, make it an exciting experience. People come back and forth for that. Can't get to Disney world. 12 times a year, but I can get to the movies and you upcharge. You Do make you know how much Disney World costs for a family of four to go to? It's a lot of money. We did it. Disneyland. Did Disneyland or Disney World. World. The Woo. We the went funny. to California the, that year. The funny thing is the tickets are actually not that expensive to get in. It's uh, once you in. <laughs> yeah, it's once you in. It's probably you like you can't, one. You can't, hide, you can't hide grandma's sandwich in your, in your ice verse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try. try all you want. You can hide that peanut butter and jelly all you want. They ain't making you it through. You thirsty? $32 for water. <laughs> right, right, oh, right. you want a beer? Oh, you want, you want a beer, beer? You want a beer? $85. <laughs> <laughs> so true, man. Yeah, it hits you up quick, man. And like, look, look, and just to further that point, right? Like Mandarin Hotel, there's this Ambani Reliance Industries. Um, they just bought us. I had my, from MBA program, we had our graduation ceremony, like a dinner there at, at the end. So the Mandarin Hotel, right? On, right in Columbus Circle. It's a dope hotel. A lot of events happen there. I've been there a lot uh, for events. And, you know, they for $98 million, they purchased a 75% stake just last week, right? In 2019, they made 113 in revenue. 2020, 15 million, like 10%, right? Just think about the Dubai Investment Corporation paid 340 million for it back in 2007. That was, and they went through two crises and here we are, right? So just these kind of things, folks who are flush with cash and want to diversify their portfolio, that's what's going to happen. Um, Look out for me. Diversify. So, oh. so we got we got a lot there. And before we we hop off, I want to just go through one of my favorite parts of the episode: the shit you should know. I got shit to know. Uh, so, so you know, <laughs> we can kick off. I, I, I first. I kick off. Yeah, normally I, I hit you guys, but yeah, I'll, new I'll, year, shit you new game. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. Uh, so, so one of the things. That blew my mind. AG, you touched on it earlier. Sex in the City no. relaunched, and it's called, um, I forget what it's called. Don't it's, act yeah. like you Sex don't the... know, Clyde. You know. Oh, I watch it. it. I watch it. <laughs> I watched the old one. I didn't see the new one. <laughs> I watch it. It's entertaining, actually. I watched the original as well. So I guess I'm I'm a fan. I will, I, I'll own that. Okay. But one of the things. Ownership. That's, that's what we're yeah. talking about, 2022. I like Clyde coming through, man. He's usually yeah. a pretty private cat, but he's coming through. <laughs> All right. I like it. 
But one, but one of the things that stood out to me was the whole Peloton <laughs> ordeal. Stock got killed because Mr. Big, a character on the show, rode that Peloton and ended up dying. A lot of questions because his wife came in here still alive. She decided not to call the ambulance. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> if you haven't seen it, she was just like seriously. Okay? Yeah, that's what happened. Alert. She didn't know. I mean, she was, it wasn't. Like, she didn't know what to do. She was. In, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoiler. She was alert. an active woman in the old series, so you know she got she got backups. <laughs> so, but I, I say I didn't say because Peloton quickly pivoted, and I think that episode came out on like a Friday or a Saturday. By Monday, they had a new ad. On TV, kind of saying with the with the actual uh, actor Christopher Knoll, who's now under investigation for sexual harassment and me too, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, had him on had him on the show and really? just kind of said, "Hey, it's not real; it's pretend, etc." But what was fascinating to me about all, yeah, uh, what was fascinating to me about all of this, and I say Google the ad Peloton um, ad response to Sex and the City. Just Google that. Uh, what's fascinating to me is that Ryan Reynolds, the actor love who that love he, that dude, he's he's hilarious. He's been in you know uh, uh, Deadpool, etc. But he has a he has a marketing agency. Uh, marketing agency originally was called Maximum Effort Marketing. Uh, it's been around since 2018, and he launched it to promote his product. So he had a, a gin called Aviation mm-hmm. Gin, which recently sold to Diageo for 600 mil. In addition to that, he actually sold the agency Maximum Effort Marketing. Uh, he merged with another company, and now they pretty much have a new model of marketing where you pretty much play, pay a, a fee or a subscription fee, and then almost like a retainer, but you can use their marketing services for anything you want. So Peloton reached out to them, said, we need something, subscription That's fee. They, they didn't have to pay any additional dollars. They're already paying a subscription and they put the campaign together. Ryan Reynolds uses leverage and access to celebrity and got Christopher North in the ad, the user talent, and turned Love it around it. literally in two days. The, the talent and creative director flew from L.A. to New York that night and got it done two days later. So that, that was just from a marketing perspective, like how that whole work, how that thing works. And the Ryan Reynolds and his agency is pretty fascinating for our shit you should know. That's awesome, man. I love that. I didn't know he owned the marketing agency, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a new that's a new model. Like you keep on a retainer type of thing. It's a model that you know some agencies do. It's it's evolving. I think this oh. is something that's relatively different because it's like almost a subscription. Because we all know lawyers do that. Because you know they exactly. bleed dry. But you know, <laughs> all right, Anthony, you want to go? Because you know, I got. No, I, don't, I don't. I think I gave mine up in the predictions. You know, healthcare, black oh, healthcare, healthcare, oh, black okay. healthcare, and work for melanin and melanin already. We won one. Well, good. Melanin. I'm going to need your huh? time. <laughs> I know, I, I'm, I'm I know, need your I know time. you will. That's why. See, see I will, I will, what, is it, what do they say in, in, in Congress? Like, I, I pass the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, let me go quickly. All right, favorite book. I think that everybody should get on because the world is changing, and we've talked about it. It's a simple read. New World Order by Ray Dalio. I know Clyde and Anthony, and we've talked about it several times. A, a podcast I think you should get on because the world is changing. Outside, and it'll, outside we talked about outside the whiskey, G zero media by Ian Bremer, G zero. He talks about geopolitics, economies globally. And America's got to, we got to step up our game. I want America to keep winning because we're here. 
<laughs> we're raising our families here, so I want us to keep winning. So we got to feel that. And last one, man. Last oh, one. one. Thousand, seven, seven more. I got eight yeah. more if you want. No, last one. Uh, my my course officially launches tomorrow. I'm teaching at Fordham Gabelli's School of Business, uh, financing new media ventures. Uh, we've begun meetings already. Um, do once a week. So we're gonna have to record on separate days, different days, fellas. I'm just letting you know. But this idea came. I was I gave a webinar with a private equity and venture club last year. Um. No, 2020. And this academia takes their time to approve things. So, and they said, it came to me afterwards and said, Hey, would you be interested in doing this as a course? I'm like, Cool. You got one? They're like, No, can you write it? I'm like, Damn. <laughs> so, so we wrote one and we're going to talk about everything AI, crypto, basically how to find the next Airbnb, Tesla, ideate, ideation through execution. And then you guys are very familiar with what I do this with NAMIC. The last two, the final is going to be a startup showcase where they mm. pitch to their idea, everything they've learned to the class. And I'll bring in some, like some baller judges too. We're gonna have some guest speakers that are dope too. So it's gonna be fun. Nice, man. You can just stop in and just we, try to oh, trip me up. Oh, can I? Oh, oh, me? That's in person. That's me in person. <laughs> Who's that <laughs> drinking in the back? <laughs> sure. You know what? You know what? We got some ideas. Maybe we record one of those episodes or something like that in there, like a post, a post, a, a rehash or something like that, if it's allowed. But that's offline. I digress. No, I'm, I'm looking for these kids. Like, look, I'm coming in with my experience, but they're coming in with their, they got their hand, their pulse on the game because they're younger than I am. Right. And they're seeing everything before I do. So I'm, I'm excited about, we're going to push and challenge each other. It's going to be a great conversation. Amazing. Yes. Congrats on that. I will we'll definitely be, uh, I'll definitely be in the back. Uh, all right. Well, Drinking digits. before we, uh, we, <laughs> Before we close out, let's talk about digits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we talk about digits, by Scotty Pippen, the we Robin like of the Robin of Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, I always wanted to be Pappy, but <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I I did see I did see Space Jam over the holidays, and uh, I saw your boy was Robin, and which is fitting. Anyway, wow. so um, <laughs> you saw that when he's driving, he's like, "I'm Robin." And Bugs Bunny's like, "Yup." <laughs> anyway, what do you think? What do you What do you two think of the drink? It's you know, it's I, average. It's it's, not, it's it's a what? What if I say LeBron made it? Would you? Like, oh, <laughs> it's smooth. It's smooth. I'll give it that. It's smooth. Yeah. So for me, like you said, like you, you you know my palate. I like stuff that's a little bit sweeter. Uh, it, it does hey, have it, it. It does have the vanilla and caramel flavor to it. So you Fine. know the maple, the maple on it. You know that's that's what grabbed me right there. That. The, so, you know, I'm a fan. I think it's something to definitely check out. It's a conversation starter on, on whiskeys in your, uh, in your, on your, on your at home bar. And one that, you know, I definitely say I'll, I'll pick up just to have a, as a conversation def- starter, but I will say that it's, it's pretty expensive. It's like it's definitely a conversation starter. Cause it got his hand on a damn, on the damn cover, which is, which is strange. <laughs> yeah, it's that's kind of dumb. I thought that was kind of weird. But, you know, it is a conversation. It's, I tried to find the story. <laughs> I, don't, the story I don't understand the digits portion. Is his hands messed up? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. He's best. Whatever. He's like, he's like, let me back in the bill, bull's inner circle. No, man, you talk too much, Mac. <laughs> I like it. And it has, it's, he, it's heavier on this. It's kind of got a syrupy taste that heavy on the maple oak kind of oak falling in. Um, so it hits you. It, it, it soothes your throat going down. Like it's, it's, um, it hits the palate all over. Cause it's got a Listen, lot of flavors in it. Be prepared for whiskey Hugh to do a metaverse uh, whiskey tasting. Oh, with, with down. Clyde breaking down the notes and Anthony going, 
is good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's dope. But nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Whiskey Hue. Thanks for listening to our first episode of the year. We're excited to kick off this new episode, this new season of the Whiskey Hue. Peace. Peace.